right, we are. Hi. Oh, shit, where's my phone? I've got to turn my phone on. I put mine on airplane mode. Otherwise, too many people will contact me. Do not disturb. Welcome to another podcast. We have a fellow model. Mm, yes. Model, creative, dancer with us, many, Georgie. Many, things. Many, many things. Yeah. Tell Multifaceted. <laughs> Is that a word? Yes. I think you pronounced that correctly. <laughs> yes. Faceted. Faceted. Multifaceted. Multifaceted. Um, how multifaceted are you? What um, else do you do? I do a variety of things. I'm a barista. Um, I am a studio manager for the Pulse Studio. I'm also an instructor, a dancer. Um, I can sew. <laughs> hang on, hang on. You're an instructor as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, for dance. Yeah, for pole. For pole yeah. Oh. Yeah. I never knew that. Didn't you? No. I thought I told you. That's an exclusive podcast exclusive. Well, podcast exclusive for me. <laughs> yeah. So I teach um, two nights a week at the moment. Okay. And then in a month's time, I'll be doing five hours a week. Yeah, right. Teaching. Yeah, I love it. Um, that's kind of your dream though, isn't it? Yeah. That's <coughs> where like my heart lies. That's my passion. So. Yeah. Not yes, with Jack, yeah. but with Paul. No, mm, I mean, Jack's like 50% and then like, no, I'm <laughs> kidding. <laughs> no, Jack's probably like 70%. 70%. Maybe 75. Okay. And then Paul gets the other. Where do the cats 25. fit into it? Oh, the cats are in there. Like they're, they're like joined with Jack. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. So yeah. they share, uh, they share the percentage with Jack. Yeah. I, th I don't know. I think it's two separate things. Okay. Like Jack gets like a different part of me compared to Paul. Right, right. If that makes sense. As well as the cats. And the cats. Yeah. Yeah, Jack and the cats are like home and then Paul is like separate. Now, you're fostering a cat right now? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. How's that going? Um, <laughs> Look, it's interesting. Um, It's our first time fostering, so... I've wanted to do it for ages. We mm. wanted to, well, we, I would adopt <laughs> as many, <laughs> I would adopt as many cats as I could possibly fit into my house, yeah. into our tiny little two bedroom unit. Yeah. Um, but Jack is the sensible one in the situation and has said no multiple times. Okay. Okay. Um, so yeah, I wanted to foster just because there's so many cats like out in, in the world, well, Australia, but in the world, who are on kill lists, who are sat in pounds because their families have just given them up. Yeah. And I just like, if I can't adopt them, then what can I do to help? Yeah. So we are fostering um, a little four-year-old male called Theon. Theon. I don't know why they called him Theon, but anyway, his name is Theon. I call him Theo, which I think he's kind of getting used to now. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he's really cute, but he's just crazy. How did, how is he fitting in with like the other cats that you've got? Um, I don't really think they like him. Oh. <laughs> no, but because Howie and Rora are very like chill, like they like will sleep on their tower all day pretty much until me and Jack get home. Right. Um, whereas Theon literally like will play all day long and he'll chase them around the house. He's destroyed like three of their like dangly toys on sticks. Oh. Um, he'll, yeah, I mean, he'll, he'll I chase mean, them around the house and like I pop mean, them. And I mean, he's a cat. 
I know. And that's the thing. Jack's like, oh, he's so annoying. And I'm like, but that's actually what they're supposed to do. Yeah. <laughs> that's like what they're supposed to do. But Howie and Rora are just weird. I don't know. They're just really chill. They so they hiss at him and they run away from him. <laughs> <laughs> so the poor cat is like put in a room because yeah. we have to separate them during the day when we're not there because we don't really trust him that much yet. Um, and then as soon as he comes out, he's got like all this energy and yeah. he just doesn't know what to do with it. So and just like bouncing off the walls. Pretty much, yeah. Um, how long have you had the other two cats for? Um, Howie we've had for four years. No, five years. Five years. And then Rora we've had for four. Okay. Yeah. Have you always had cats? Yes. Mm. Yeah, I grew up on a farm, so... Yeah, we'll get to that because obviously <laughs> <coughs> there's an accent. Yeah, <laughs> a little one. <laughs> um, where was the farm? Uh, back home in the UK. Okay. Yeah. And um, what was it like living on a farm? Um, if you'd asked me that like 20 years ago, I probably would have said it was the worst thing ever in my life. Right. Because like we weren't on like a big farm that where there was like cows and sheep and that kind of stuff like it was more like a hobby farm like smaller but we still had like pigs and sheep and kind of just like a homestead like a yeah bed and breakfast cottage type thing as opposed to a full born yeah so like we had like a big house like we had six bedrooms and then we were on an acre um but the acre was more like a garden and then we had animals okay as well so it was like a farm but like a smaller version yeah yeah um but yeah like growing up when i was younger i would have probably been like this is the worst thing ever and i remember like specifically (laughs) being like this is horrible like why have my parents subjected me to this i'm not near like we were literally away from everyone like there was no public transport i was on a main road there was no buses no trains i had one neighbor who literally just built race cars for a living and that was it had like no kids and growing up, I was like, this is horrible. Like, I can't go and knock on my friend's house next door. Like, if I want to go anywhere, my mum has to take me. Because you're like an hour away from anybody. Yeah. I mean, not an hour, but like you just felt so isolated, like yeah. away from all your friends and stuff. Um, but now that I'm older, when I look back, I'm like, growing up was great. <laughs> I think it's interesting, like, when you're younger, all you want to do is, like, fit in, like, with your friends yeah. and you want to just be with your friends and kind of all that type of stuff. And then when you're older, you're like, oh, like, I want it, like, some alone time because I'm so busy or, like, yeah, I'm so, yeah. you know. I think it, like, reverses when you get older. Yeah, yeah. So when did you uh, obviously move to Australia? Um, I moved out here in 2017 okay. and I actually went to New Zealand first for six weeks. Right. You yeah. didn't like New Zealand? No, I loved New Zealand. I just um, had always wanted to be here. Right. I just, I don't know. I Like, I didn't realise it at the time, but as I'm getting older, like, I'm kind of, like, connecting a bit more with my body and how things make me feel and my instincts and stuff. And I suppose yeah. I just had, like, a gut instinct that was just kind of pulling me right. here. Like, right. I always used to say to all my friends, like, I'm going to move to Australia when I'm older. And I used to say to my mum and dad, like, yeah, I'm going to move to Australia. Look at you now. I know. And they all used to say to me, they'd be like, oh, shut up. Like, whatever. Like, you're not going to Oh, not really? They didn't believe you? No. You no weren't, one, you weren't no convincing enough? No one ever believed enough? me. No. No. And then as soon as I booked my ticket, everyone was like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, you're actually <laughs> sure. going. You're actually going. And because oh. I came out on my own as well, everyone was like, you're going on your own? Oh, my God. 
Is that safe? Are you oh, going to be okay? I really rate that. That is so cool. Yeah. That's so good. People I've, need to do that. I know. They need to just, just like do stuff alone and kind yeah. of like and the crazy thing take was, that risk. Yeah, exactly. When I came out here, I was actually in a relationship and I left him in the UK oh. to come out here. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, I just Did left. he does he still think he's with you? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, like we broke up. We broke up. Um yeah, I just he didn't want to come out. So I was like, all right, well I'll just go on my own. So he's still on the farm? No, no, no. <laughs> Obviously not. Um yeah, so I just left and what? came out here on my own. Wow. Yeah. Well I just like like I had a lot going on, like right before I left the UK. Like, like what? Like, like and the t- like it, Talk me through like the thought process of how you kind of like came to that decision of like taking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I obviously like for multiple years, like leading up to coming out here, I'd wanted to come out here. Um, And there was a lot of things going on behind the scenes with my family. Like my my granddad before he passed away was basically like taking my mum and dad to court, trying to take money from them that had been left by his partner, like wasn't really my blood nan but she was my nan Mm. um she left her money to them when she died and so he was like taking them to court like trying to get the money blah 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 and so there was a lot like going on in that sense that put a lot of pressure on the family Mm. um and then I think it was maybe like a year or two before I came out here I lost like my dog my cat my granddad died and my mum and dad split up Mm. like my, my dad had an affair they split up um and I just had enough I was like you know what I'm just done with with this um I had intentions to go to uni and become a midwife and I didn't get into the uni that I wanted to go to right um and so it was just kind of like a build-up of things and I just reached a point where I was like you know what I just can't be here anymore um and I remember specifically having I think I saved like five grand to come out here with and I was trying to save more because five grand is like the minimum that you have to have in your account yeah. to be allowed into the country on a backpacker um, visa. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, I'll just five, like save five grand and then figure it out when I get there mm. um, while still waiting for this inheritance money to come in from my nan. Um, and I remember having a really bad night shift when I was working at the hospital. I like it really, it was so busy Mm. and I finished my shift at 7.30 in the morning and I drove into the town center, went to STA travel, which has actually shut down now. Yeah. And went to STA travel at eight o'clock in the morning after my shift and booked a one-way flight to New Zealand. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember driving home from that, like, um, appointment Holy shit, what a story. I know. And I remember driving home and I rang my mum and my mum was kind of working part-time at a supermarket at this time and she had a day off and I rang her on my way home and I was like, I've just booked a flight to New Zealand. And she was like, what? I thought you were at work. And I was like, I've just booked my flight to New Zealand Yeah. one way. And she was like, oh my God, like, when are you going? Like, well, we'll talk about it when you get home. And I got home and she was just so confused. Yeah, I um, would have been as well. I know. I was a bit of a tyrant back then. But anyway. Um, yeah, so I just, yeah, just my cup so just overf- overflowed. And I was like, I'm yeah. just <coughs> over it. So th- w- what was the time frame from when you bought to when you were jumping on the plane? I think I bought my ticket in the February. 
and I left in the November. Oh, okay. So it was a good enough time period. Yeah. Well, like I wanted to give me a bit more time to like sort save stuff up and out stuff. and save up and. Not that I made that any easier for myself because I went to Tenerife in the February, New York in the April, Mallorca in the June, <laughs> um, <laughs> Cuba in the September, and then I flew out to New Zealand in the November. What the fuck? I know. Oh, you just well, because flying everywhere is so easy in the UK. Like, oh yeah, back then. Like to Tenerife, it's like two hours. Yeah. To New York, it's like eight hours. Like you can do it in a weekend. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I just was like, well, okay. And so yeah, and then my inheritance came in in June, literally right before I left. So I was like, sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And I went to New Zealand and spent all of it. <laughs> Not in new, not just in New Zealand, but like, yeah, a good chunk of it. I, I was like twenty one, I think, and I yeah. was just like, fuck it, like. I think that's that's almost a perfect age to kind of like, just like, if your cup's too full, like reset. Yeah, you know, just pour like it out and start again. Pour it out, start again. Yeah, brand new like environment. Yeah, you know, you celebrate a little bit, but like, yeah, yeah. So you've traveled quite a bit. Yeah, I've been to a few places. Um, where's been where has been your f- most favorite place? Probably Greece. Okay. Yeah. Why? I just love it. Like the people are so beautiful. They are like the most genuine people I've met. And even over here, like Greek people that I've met here, I tend to gravitate more towards them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just I love the people, the food, the weather, obviously. Um, and just like it's so chill there. Like you just get there Almost and it's like too chill. I think their economy is not surviving. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and like there's a saying when you're in Greece, like you're 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 working on Greek time. Like everything's like, yeah, it's fine. It's a friend fine. of mine a friend of mine went I'm pretty sure it was Greece. A friend of mine went there and um his phone got stolen uh in his back pocket by a pickpocket. Yeah. Pickpocketer. And um he tried to find a police station at like one o'clock in the afternoon and they were all closed. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds about right. It's like They're probably what? taking a nap. Yeah. <laughs> like, bro, I thought the police don't don't like I don't remember ever seeing any police when I was in Greece. Yeah. And I've been like a lot. They're just I don't know. They're just different. There. What what did you think of New York? I really liked New York, but it was I'm a very chill person and New York was, I think it was like a lot. Like Hectic. It was, and it's it was it so much. Yeah. Like we did six days and we stayed like smack bang in the middle of Times Square. Oh, wow. And it was so crazy. Like I'm pretty sure I spent like maybe three grand there in pounds. So like six grand over six days. Everything is so expensive. Mm. Like eating out is expensive. Bro, what? Like, so you were, you were working in a hospital? Yeah, like, I was. Why did you leave? What are they paying <laughs> you there? Like, all um, this travel. So the UK, um, the UK hospital system, the NHS, is probably like one of the worst paid jobs right. in the UK. So you somehow like. I honestly like, don't know. Well, I was working two jobs. Oh, so okay. I was working full time at the hospital. <laughs> so you were burnt out. I was so burnt no wonder, out. One, no wonder your cup was so full. Yeah, I was so burnt out. So I was working full time at the hospital um, and we used to do like a rotating roster. So we'd do 
um, like four days on, uh, three days on, four days off, mm. three days on, four days off. Mm. As long as we did 150 hours in a month, like it didn't matter how it was done, if that makes sense, because mm. we're paid monthly in the UK. Yeah, okay. Um, so I used to do three long night shifts a week. And then on the fourth week of the month, I'd do four long nights. Yep, yep, so I'd yep. work from like 7 p.m. all the way through till 7.30 a.m. Um, and I used to do them in a row because we had like a self-rostering system. So I'd just put myself on like all these days. Gotcha. Um, so I used to work, yeah, three long night shifts a week. And then all the other evenings of my week, I was working in a pub um, earning more money. <laughs> which I was putting obviously aside. Um, and then in terms of like trips and stuff, like I didn't because we could like, I could roster myself on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, long nights and then have like a week off in between and then not work until the following Friday, Saturday, Sunday, long nights. Mm. I had like a week in between. So I would just go away yeah. in that week without having to take any annual leave. Yep. Yep. So it worked out pretty well in that sense. That's a pretty sweet deal. I know. I know. But, your cup got full and then you moved to... And then I, I left. Yeah, and then yeah. you left. Yeah. So uh, when did you... Where and when did you meet Jack? Um, so I... <laughs> funny story about that and he will laugh when he hears this. <laughs> Shout <laughs> I, out to Jack. <laughs> I actually met Jack in X-Base Hostel in St Kilda. Okay. Um, we met... We actually initially met in the bar. Um, I was sat with someone that I'd met there... Um, and she was talking to Jack and his friends and I was in a really shit mood that day and I was just on my phone, like not looking up, like not, not really conversing at all. Um, but then we actually properly met in the kitchen, which is funny cause Jack was a chef for 13 years. Yeah. Um, but we actually met in the kitchen and I was getting one of my like roommates details on Facebook cause we were supposed to be meeting up that night. Um, and whilst I was adding him into Facebook, Jack was like, oh, well, you can just add me in there, like, while you're at it kind of thing. And I was like, oh, who's this guy, like, adding himself on my Facebook? How rude. I know, just jumping in on the conversation. Yeah. Um, so anyway, like, obviously added each other on Facebook. Um, and he was really keen. Obviously. Yeah. Super keen. Um, and I kind of ignored him <laughs> for three months. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we met in the January and he was keen and you were just like super chill to the point where I was, it was just like, like living my best single life. Yeah. Like I was like, I don't want a guy. Like I just want to chill out. <laughs> and he was like, let's go for a drink. Let's go for a drink. <laughs> let's catch up. Let's catch up. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Like maybe another day. Like I'm busy today. I'm busy today. Um, and I, and he always meanwhile, brings it up. I me used meanwhile, he's seeing you in the corridors of the <laughs> hostel, just like lounging around. Like <laughs> this bitch is ain't fucking like, you know, responding or she says she's busy, but like how busy can she be? I know. Um, and it's funny cause <clears throat> I always used to call him when I was like cooking and be like, how do I make this? How do I make this? And he'd be like, are you fucking serious? Like you want me to tell you how to like make fucking macaroni cheese, but you won't come, you won't come and catch up with me for a drink. <laughs> um, so the yeah, we the girl's got to eat. I know, exactly. she got to eat. Food is life. Yeah. Um, so we kind of went back and forth for like three months, just like not really giving him what he wanted. Um, and then he actually got really angry at me one day because one of my friends flew over from the UK and I hadn't seen anyone for like four months. Yeah. And she was like, I'm going to be in Melbourne. Like, let's catch up. <coughs> so I was like, okay, done. So I went to go see my friend. And on the same day, he messaged me and was like, let's catch up for a drink, like blah, blah, blah. 
And I was like, I actually can't. Like, one of my friends is here from the UK. Like, I haven't seen anyone. This bitch is playing out. And, and I want to see her. And he was like, if you don't want to fucking see me, just say so, blah, blah, blah. And he, like, flipped. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe I've pushed him too far. Um, anyway, so we just kind of, like, stopped talking for a little bit. And... Then That's all right. Distance makes the heart grow fonder. Well, yeah. Um, Were and you then still living in the same hostel though? <laughs> no, at this point I'd moved out. So oh, okay. I was living like with my friend in a share house. Okay, okay. Um, and then in the March I flew home for our Mother's Day in the UK is different to here. Yeah, so Mother's September, Day, right? Mother's Day here is May and Mother's Day in the UK is March. Okay, end of March. March. Yeah, okay. Um, so I flew home to surprise my mum for Mother's Day. Because um, she'd like just started going through the divorce with my dad and stuff, and like I really wanted to be there for her, so I flew home to surprise my mum. And when I was at the airport waiting to go, a message popped up from Jack. <laughs> I see you. <laughs> well, no, he he messaged me asking when I was going to be back in Melbourne and um, if we could catch up when I came back. So I was like, Oh, so he was Hi. thinking about you. Yeah, he must have been. Mm. Um, so I started replying um, and we were chatting the whole time that I was home. I was only home for like 10 days, I think. Um, and then when I was about to come back, he offered to pick me up from the airport, which was crazy because I was landing at like 5 a.m. And he was like, yeah, I'll pick you up from the airport. Like you can come and stay at mine until you find somewhere. Um, so yeah, he picked me up from the airport when I landed and I stayed at his for like two weeks until I found somewhere. And since then, like, we've literally just been like inseparable. Hang on. You, you said that you were there for two weeks. You never left. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was there for two weeks. Um, and then I moved into an apartment on St. Kilda Road, like a share oh, house. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, we've just not really separated since then. And that was like end of march look at you now i know yeah, i know now we're getting get, married next year you're getting married <laughs> I know. Like, it's a good thing he carried on trying it's a good thing he texts you when you you're but he at brings the it up airport every time anyone ever asks us about our story he's always like yeah she fucking ignored me for three months i'm like sorry it worked though just just like super chill yeah um and so how did pole come into it like when did you start doing pole and like um when so did you start kind of like really thinking of it as like a passion um i don't i don't know when it really came to my brain to start like as a passion but i wanted to do pole when i was in the uk when yeah. i was like 18 i saw a facebook video of a woman called marion cramp this yeah. french lady she's like my pole idol she is amazing. And I saw a video of hers pop up on ins on Facebook and I was like, oh my God, that is amazing. Yeah. Like right. how how is that even a thing? Yeah. Um, but there was nowhere where I lived that did poll. Like there was no studios, nothing like that. I think the closest one was like London and I was not gonna be travelling to London. Yeah. To learn poll. Um and then Especially if you needed your mum to like drive you no well obviously i could drive at this point i was 18 um but yeah i was just <laughs> shout like, out to you mum. and then it just kind of like left my brain because i had so much other stuff going on um and then when i came out here i was working in a bar in st kilda and one of the guys that i hired 
I was a manager who was like, oh, I can't work Mondays. And I was like, oh, that's annoying. Like, what What are you doing on Mondays? He's like, oh, I train pole dancing wow. on Monday nights. And I was <coughs> like, really? Where do you do that? Mm. Um, so I went and did a free trial at a studio in St. Kilda called Train Station Dance and Fitness, which actually just recently closed down, which was really sad. Um, mm. I went and did a trial there and I loved it. I literally loved it. But it's actually, it's funny because in the lead up towards this point, um, I didn't really have any motivation to do anything. Like I was kind of sat home, like moping around, just kind of like going through a phase. Mm. I wouldn't say I was depressed. I was just like, just had no like desire to do anything. And it was actually Jack who was like, you need to go and do something. Mm. Like you need to like get out of the house and like make some friends and like do something. Um, and then, yeah, I started pole and haven't looked back since that's so good yeah i think i think um and that was four years ago i think it's okay when you get to a point where like you don't have anything else on and like you know yeah. it's, you just need something it's it's almost uh i wouldn't say like a dark period but it's kind of like a dark lull like a gray period yeah like you're not really doing anything it's okay to go through those but yeah. then you have to like you have to get out of them break free and get out of it and yeah stuff like that. So kudos to jack for like kind of saying hey you need to actually like yeah. do something he's been really good but um <coughs> yeah like i've never really been like a fitness kind of person like in school i always used to like fake notes from my mum to like get out of pe and stuff yeah like my sister was always the fitness freak like she's always done gymnastics and athletics and hockey and like she's a personal trainer now she's a fitness manager like yeah she's yeah. so fit um and it's always kind of been her thing so i was always like nah like i'm not really into that kind of stuff um and then yeah when i found pole it was like it was like seeing a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. And like I've, I've seen some of your like photos for your pole shoots and stuff. Like you guys are freaking athletes. Yeah. It's, it's completely changed me mm. like as a person mm. completely. Like the person who I was before I started pole is like s other end of the spectrum to who I am now. Mm. it's honestly amazing like i tell everyone anyone that i ever talk to that's like not tried pole i always say like you have to like it will literally change your life mm. because it changed mine so much so that you're now working at the studio yeah so I and actually, you're an instructor yeah so i actually manage um the pole room in hyatt now right um and yeah i teach as well yeah how how um how big are your classes um, so we have like two different class sizes. We have the, um, cause we have two rooms. We have a smaller room, which only has seven poles in. So like maximum seven students and then me. Yeah. Um, and then we have the big room, which is 13 poles. So I could have 13 students Yeah. at any time. And, and, um, what, what advice or what tips would you give anybody who want to, who want to like take it up or like. Just, just do it. <laughs> 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 this is, this, I think the thing this podcast not sponsored by Nike. <laughs> <laughs> I think I wish it was, but it's not. <laughs> hint, hint, <laughs> Nike, if you're listening. <laughs> um, I think the thing that most people struggle with when they start poll, and like I get this a lot when I talk to people on the phone, like when they send an inquiry in or something, they're always worried about like, oh, what if I'm not strong enough, or what if like I'm not flexible enough, or like. 
like what if I can't do the things that like other people can do like and I think the main thing to take away from that is like everyone has to start somewhere like you're never gonna start pole and be amazing like obviously there are some people who like like you want to be yeah like you work up towards it but there's, there's some people who were like gymnasts i want to do all the tricks georgie how yeah. i'm so scared Split me upside I just, down in my first class i just don't even <laughs> want to start yeah pretty much um i think yeah but i think people forget like i think i don't know like i feel like in today's day everyone is so quick to get to the end point that they forget about the journey in between. Like yeah. everyone kind of wants to start here and then end up here, but like they don't want to do all this, the hard work in between. Yeah. Um, <coughs> and yeah, I think it's important for like people to remember that like when I started pole, I was fucking shit. Mind my French. <laughs> um, and I think every one of like the girls at the studio could say the same. I think you're so right. I think, um, the flip side to it is that obviously there's a lot of admiration for what other people do because other people make it look easy. Yeah, because they've you, been training it for years. Because they've been training it for years or like, um, you know, the, there's it's it's kind of like your, um, your idol, you know, inspiration. Yeah. Like I'm sure she, there were things that in her routine that she was not happy with, but like, you know, cause she's been doing it for such a long time she or whatever, she makes it look easy. So yeah. we forget, I think we, we, we always forget like, even though it looks easy, how much work has gone in yeah. and the experience and like all of that. And, and, and that's the same with photography or any other kind of like creative mm. kind of area, right? Like, when you see someone doing something really well, you 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 will never see the ninety percent of work that goes behind it, actually yeah. doing it. I think it kind of applies to everything in life. Like I feel like we're because we have Instagram and social media and stuff now. Like I think people see like the outcome of things and mm. they want that straight away. Like they want things, but they want it yesterday. There's yeah. no like build up to it. That's Amazon Prime. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just Amazon it Prime delivery. Boom! Twelve <laughs> hours later, it's at your doorstep. Order at six a.m. and it's there by eight p.m. It's like crazy <laughs> shit. That shit like happens to me all the time. I'm like, I specifically order things because they have a shorter delivery time. How the fuck did and it I'm, get here on the same day? I know, and I I will literally like me and Jack will order all like shampoo and conditioner and shower gel and stuff through Amazon because it's easier. That's and I'll order it really in the morning. That's really weird. Uh, Amazon order. No, well, shampoo. Why well, just walk to the shops? It's cheaper on Amazon. Oh, I didn't think of that. Yeah, it's cheaper on Amazon, and you can literally order it like before I start work in the morning. I order it at, like five thirty in the morning, and it'll be at my house by eight pm. So then, like, if I use it in the morning, and I know that it's gone, and I order it in the morning, and it's there before I have my shower in the evening. I think I think that's a that's a that's a good tip. Do your ordering in the morning, not at night. <laughs> When you're vulnerable with wanting to buy something. Yeah, exactly. So if you do it in the morning and then you get it the same day. You do it in the morning. That's pretty smart, Georgie. I know. Top tips. Financial budgeting. <laughs> Shopping tips. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah. <clears throat> um, okay. So just pretty much just do it. Yeah, pretty much. Just get a pair of Nikes and just do it. Do you... Nike? <laughs> 
You pronounce Ni- it different. Nikes? Yeah, no, Nike. like, don't Nike. they need, like, yeah, don't they need, like, pole shoes? Yeah, well, I mean, it was or like it stuff was, like that. Can they? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't need shoes to do no, pole. No, you could go barefoot. So you can go barefoot. Yeah, which I, I might most of the time do. The only time I really wear heels is if I'm dancing. <laughs> Otherwise, in tricks, it's, it's definitely barefoot. Right. It's like wearing ankle weights. What's uh, What's your favorite trick to do? Um, I have a few. Um, I love a Superman, which <laughs> I think everyone in Is the pole like world. No hands. Everyone in the pole world will be like. You're like horizontal. Why? You kind of like the pole is like in between your legs, and you're like holding on with your arm back. Right. Like, yeah. Okay. It's not very nice because it's it like rubs against your inner thigh, like it's like a Chinese burn for your inner thighs. But I love it. I love it. Why? I don't know. I, it gets it's just you that always stretch. Come, it's always come easy to me. I think so. Yeah, like okay. I've always just like really enjoyed going into it. Right. Um. And the other one would probably be an Aisha, which is like a power move. I think. A what? It's like a power move. Like. Sorry. And what did you call it? Aisha. An Aisha. Yeah, it's like an upside down one. How, who comes up with these names? I think they're named after pole dancers. Like when pole dancers invent one, like it, the trick is named after them. Oh. Yeah. Is there a Georgie? N- no. <laughs> Probably that handspring where I fell. <laughs> I saw that video. I know. That was rough. That, that was took r- me off the scene for a few weeks. Yeah. Like you got injured, bro. Yeah, I did. There um, is a lot of that in pole though, but. Ooh. So that's Okay. I mean, well, not a lot of it. I wouldn't say it's a lot of it. Like, you have to be smart with what you're doing. And obviously, and you like, guys, like, teach that, how to yeah, be smart. Yeah, yeah, Otherwise yeah. You and, like, you, really we encourage people to, like, use a crash mat and stuff if they, like, <laughs> are nervous or if they can't do something 100%. Um, and I did not. I didn't practice what I what I preach. So if, if I come, can I rent a stack hat? A what? <laughs> What is a stack hat? A stack hat is a <laughs> bicycle helmet. You won't hit your head. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. There's <laughs> no chance you're going to see me in a pole dancing class. Why not? I'm too unco, bro. <laughs> yeah, well, so is everyone when they this first start. Didn't we just have this conversation? Yeah, okay. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> I don't have time. I'm too busy. I'm too, I'm, I've got way too many other things going yeah, on. Yeah, too much work. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, so, okay. So you're instructing, yep. uh, and that's, um, going to be more like full time. Um, not so much full time. I'll just be increasing my teaching hours because yeah. I will be going full time at the studio in a month to manage the studio. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I'm really excited. Um, because you were working at Frank's. Yes. I, I am still working at Frank's. You're still working at Frank's. Yeah. But like that's the local cafe near me and for a whole year of me living here <laughs> I I deliberately did not go in there because I knew that if it was good obsessed. I'd be going every single day. And now look at you. And I'm going every single day <laughs> and it's like it's it's not You're good. You're just obsessed with the muffins. But then you came for a shoot. I and did. You, and you were like And you didn't even realize that I, I worked it. at France. I didn't even realize. It's cuz I'm a catfish when I have makeup on. Also, because I wake up at 5.30 in the morning, so I genuinely look like I've just, like, climbed out of a coffin when I go to work. Yeah. Because I... Okay, wow. Oh. <laughs> Do you need to agree? <laughs> You're supposed to be like, no, no, no. 
Oh, no, you look look great in the morning. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, genuinely, like, (laughs) yeah, I just rock up to work. That's all right, though. It's just like... Your coffees are great. Yeah, like, no one cares what I look like as long as the coffees are nice. As long as that coffee art is gone and you got that swirl in the chai latte, you know, Yeah, exactly. That little bit of cinnamon, make it swirl. Yep, good, good stuff. Yep. And so... um, like photo shoots and things like that. So how do you, like you've done a number of photo shoots. I've done a few, yeah. So Any any favourites? Um, Are you wanting me to say yours? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I have a favourite because I've done like quite a few different ones. Yeah. Um. So I didn't really do much of it when I was back home in the UK. But then since I've come out here, I just find there's like, with most things in Oz, like there's so much more opportunity and people are much more open to like doing things with you out here. Whereas back home, it's like very much like a closed thing. Actually, we have a, uh, we have a shoot idea that we need to execute on yeah, we as do. soon as this summer comes. We're waiting for summer. <laughs> we're waiting a long time. It's like, like the 2nd of February and we're <laughs> waiting for summer. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I've done, I've done a few. So I did, I've done a few with the same photographer. His name's James Smart. Yeah. Um, which I did when I first got here and he's awesome. Like amazing photographer. Um, actually went up to the Wit Sundays with him when I first got here. Yeah. Yeah, I went up to the Wit Sundays with him. He was doing a campaign for, um, the, you know, like the pirate ship style boats that like sail around the Wit Sundays. Uh, I can't think of what they what the company is called, no. but they basically like they're like these pirate ship style boats, and you go and you stay on them for a few days and like sail around the Whit Sundays, and they like right. stop off at different areas. Right, right. And he was doing like an ad campaign <coughs> for them, and he needed a model for it. So I was, was like, Was there a Jack cool. Sparrow? No, no. Um, but the funny thing is, I'm actually like terrified of open water, like absolutely terrified of open water. Um, well, so why did you go? YOLO. I was just so young. I was like, cool. You like challenging yourself. Well, sailing on open water, I'm fine. Like if I'm on a boat, I'm all good. Right. It's more just like getting into it. Like swimming in open water. Because of the sharks? No, not even. I just feel like claustrophobic. Claustrophobic in in open water. Yeah. You know when you like go snorkeling and you have like the mask on and like the tube? Yeah. I just like have a panic attack. I I just can't do it. I don't know. Have you always been like that? For as long as I can remember. Right. Like I remember being in Cuba and we went to like this island on this like day trip and you could like get off the catamaran and like snorkel. Um, And I remember getting off and I think I was fine and then I put the snorkel mask on and looked down and there was this massive barracuda like swimming right underneath me and I just freaked I had a big panic attack and I was like I need to get out and ever since then I just can't I just can't do it like even when we go to the beach like Jack always laughs at me because I just like can't go any further than like where's comfortable do I have to bring Jack for our beach (laughs) shoot for uh, safety blanket I mean maybe (laughs) no like I mean like 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 Paddle length is fine. Like, right. like I can come up to like here probably. Yeah. It's more just like when my feet can't touch the floor. Right. And like if I can't see what's underneath me, like I panic. So yeah, going up to the Wit Sundays was fun. And um, they had like this Tarzan swing 
on the boat where you could like swing off oh. and flip into the water. Yeah, yeah, you didn't do that? No, I did. And that's the wild thing. I think I have this really toxic trait where like if someone says to me like, oh, no, like you don't have to do it. Like if it's too much or if, it, if you're scared or whatever, you don't have to do it. I have this like thing inside me that's like, you know what? Nah, I'm going to do it. Fuck it, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And I did it and I got off and I was like, why did I do that? <laughs> Look, but I... But I have a cool video for it. <laughs> well, you kind of like just push yourself out of that boundary. Of yeah, I think I actually going, did you know it twice. What? Like <laughs> you're scared of it, but fuck it, you're just going to do it, right? There's a lot of things <coughs> in life that I've done <laughs> like that. Um, I was never... Uh, I'm not scared of the water, but like I get seasick oh, re- yeah. regardless of what size boat it is. And I'm just like, yeah, nah, like I can't, I can't handle being on a boat. Yeah. Like, when me, I've never been seasick, but we went on a cruise when I was like 15, 14, 15, I think. Yeah. Um, just went on a cruise around Iceland and Norway with my granddad and, um, me and my sister were going up in the elevator, like up to the top level. And bearing in mind, this cruise ship was with a company called Fred Olsen back home and they cater for cruises over 60. Yep. So me and my sister were like the youngest people on this boat. Um, and we're going up in the elevator to go out for dinner and it was so rocky. Like we were literally stood in the lift and the boat was like this. <laughs> and we were like holding onto the bars in the elevator because we were like rocking from side to side. Nah, it was wild. Like the swimming pool was literally like the the water was like crashing out the sides. Like they had to drain the water from the swimming pool because oh, it was just going everywhere. That's my worst nightmare. But we loved like, it. <laughs> it was so good. So so does that mean you like really like fast scary rides at amusement parks? Yeah. Oh, shit. I love like like stuff that like gives you a thrill, like adrenaline. Like I've bungee jumped. I've skydived. Oh. I've done the Nevis Swing in New Zealand, climbed off a glacier. Like, I love that. What's better, bungee jumping or skydiving? Bungee jumping. Why? I think with sky, like, skydiving is <coughs> fun um, and it's like an amazing experience, but someone pushes you out. Mm. Whereas with bungee jumping, like, you have to make that jump. Mm. And I really kind of like think that applies to like most things in life. Like, what, like, no one's going to be there to push you to like achieve your dreams or you know, to like go for a goal of yours. Like you have to do it yourself. Like you have to do it yourself. Mm. And I think with bungee jumping, like because you're the one that has to take the jump, like you have to jump. No one, they're not allowed to push you. Why? Because they're not. Like it's a safety thing. Like isn't there, isn't there that swing thing where they're like, they like get, they cut that. The, s- the swing, they drop you. Yeah, they drop you. But with the bungee, like you literally walk out onto this like, like it's almost like a plank. Like if you're on a pirate ship, like you walk the plank, you like walk out onto like this little platform and you have to just jump. There's a common theme happening in the podcast right now. Pirates. pirates. <laughs> <laughs> and you're marrying a Jack. Jack, yeah. <laughs> Jack the pirate. <laughs> Jack Sparrow. <laughs> um, yeah, I've skydived twice. Yeah, I loved it. Uh, the second time, was it the second time? No, I think it was the first time. Didn't go so well, uh, cause I'm six two and the guy that I tandem with, he was a lot smaller. <laughs> and when we came out of the plane, we were like tumbled. Yeah. I don't think he realized how many times we were going to tumble. Yeah. And oh, did uh, you guys like lose control? 
I don't know if we lost control. He didn't. Just took he a didn't little mention bit longer any, to like open he, your parachute. Yeah, he didn't mention anything like afterwards. Uh, and then when I got when we landed, I was like so sick. Yeah. I was like, oh my god. See, that why, would like why that would did like I do that. That would like amp me up. But then two months later, I went and did it again, and it was yeah. better. <coughs> yeah. Where did you do it? Uh, down in Ocean Grove. Oh yeah. 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 This nice. Was like years ago. So. Yeah. I'd love to do another one, but I just like don't know where I want to do it because the first du- one that I did Dubai. was so good. Yeah. Yeah, Dubai would be good. I've not been to Dubai yet. Yeah, I haven't either. I just like I'm always scared that like if I do it again, it's never going to like match up to the first one that I did, and I don't yeah. want to like I don't want to like think about it as like not as good if that makes sense like yeah. i like keeping that memory alive that it was like amazing i totally get that i think that's just about managing your own expectations yeah because <laughs> like it's when like, i did it the first have n- time have no expectations then then that means that yeah. you'll never get disappointed yeah true the first time i did it i went over and this is also like i'm a very impulsive person like this is the same as when i booked my flight i did a bus tour around new zealand it was Kiwi experience. So you basically just like hop on, hop off, like wherever you want. Right. Um, and obviously coming from the UK, like we're like 11 hours ahead of the UK. So like right now it's 1am, 2am almost in the UK. Um, and the first day that I was on this bus tour in New Zealand, I think I'd been in New Zealand for like four days at this point. Do you want one of them? Uh, no, I'm good, thanks. Um the first day that I was on the bus tour, we went from Auckland up to um, Pahia. Sorry, any Kiwis if I pronounce that wrong. Pahia. Pa- Pahia, I think. I don't know. I um, it's the Bay of Islands, which is like... I'll just get you to drop that microphone just down a little. Yeah. Hey. There, yeah. <laughs> um, which is like the top part of New Zealand. Um, and I remember the bus driver being like, okay, I'm going to hand a clipboard around because there's going to be like an opportunity to skydive now. Um, so if you guys want to do it, then like put your name down and you can skydive over the Bay of Islands. And it was like a beautiful day. It was like clear skies, like no clouds. um, And it's stunning up there. So I was like, all right, sure. I was like sat at the front of the bus. I had no friends at this point, sat at the front. And I was like, fuck it, what else am I going to do with my day? So I put my name down (laughs) and I was the first one (laughs) to go. There's so many, so many things to unpack there. I had no friends, so I just like <laughs> put my name down. Fuck it, got nothing well, else going no, on. I had no friends to like keep me occupied, so I was like, "What else am I gonna do? Like, I'm gonna get up there and like check into the hostel and do what? Like, so I was like, cool. I'll just go and do the skydive instead, and then at least I have something to talk about. Yeah. Um. So I did, and I went and did it like literally like 20 minutes after I put my name down. Um. And yeah, this also like attaches onto my bungee as well. And my mum literally hates me for this. But anyway, um, I did my skydive and called my mum. It was like 3 a.m. I think back home. <laughs> and I called her and she like woke up and answered the phone. And obviously, cause I had just left home like a week ago. She was like, are you okay? Like what's happened? And I was like, mum, I just jumped out of a plane. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, you calling me at 3 a.m. to tell me that you just jumped out of a plane. And I was like, yeah, I just jumped out of a plane. It was amazing. She was like, thanks. I'm just like not going to sleep now. Oh, fucking hell. Talk about like trying to give your mum a heart attack. I know. And I did the same thing when I when we went down to the shout South Island. Shout out to mum though. Yeah, shout out to my mum. She's best. 
Um, and I did the same thing when we went down to South Island and I did my bungee and my never swing both in the same day. So the bungee in New, the- in New Zealand. Is that allowed? You're allowed to do two things. Yeah, I literally just did it like one after the other because it's on the same site. Uh. So I went with one of my friends um, and we did the bungee in the morning, I think, and then you go straight. It's like next door and you just do the string, swing straight away. Right, right, right. Um, and so I did that all in one day and I did my bungee and then my swing. And then, yeah, I again, I phoned my mum and I was like, mum, I just bungee jumped. This is a regular like, occurrence. I don't really understand <coughs> why my mum still talks to me. <laughs> she... Um, I just like... Yeah, I don't know. I just... I she just must expect it now. I think she should. I think she does, yeah. Like whenever you do something, she's like, yeah, that's Georgie telling me she's about to... Or she's just done something extraordinary. Yeah. Or like life-threatening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I called her straight away afterwards. And I was like, Mum, just bungee jumped. It was really fun. She was like, again, it's the morning. So any You're calling me and worrying <laughs> me, telling me you just jumped off a bridge with a, a rope attached to your foot and you loved it. And I was like, yeah. I, I think for me the whole bungee jumping thing scares me a little bit because of the rope being attached and like – yeah. The impact that that might have, like on your back or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, look, I think definitely working in the cafe has fucked my shoulders up more than jumping off a cliff did, mm. <laughs> or jumping off a bridge. But mm. um, yeah, it was so fun. It was like one of those moments where, like, it's kind of like you just do it. Like, <laughs> literally, you just do it. You have to do it. You see this like recurring mentality with me. It's just like, just do it. Yeah. Pirates, um, <laughs> Nike sponsorship. Yeah. Um, just, I don't know. I just think like life's too short. Like I don't want to reach like 80 years old and be like, oh yeah, I could have bungee jump. I was too scared. So. I want to like reach 80 years old and be like, yeah. So I've like bungee jumped. I've hiked up a glacier. I've skydived. I've done this. I've done that. So you do you live, live. live with like no regrets? Do you have any regrets in life? Mm, Like, I don't know if this is, like, I'm always really conflicted with this one. Like, I don't regret spending all my inheritance the way I did because, Mm. like, I lived and, like, I had fun and I did stuff. But I kind of, like, do regret a tiny bit because I'm, like, if I'd have kept some of it away, then I would probably, like, have a little emergency fund by now. But then also, like, I probably wouldn't have done half the stuff that I did. So. Yeah, you wouldn't have lived. Yeah, exactly. And I just think, like, money comes back. Money definitely comes back. Uh, experiences don't. Or travel Exactly. Doesn't. And you're only, like, like I'm only ever going to be as young as I am Yeah. now. So you might as well while you still can. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, you'll reach, like, 60 years old and be like... What have I done? I, I do th- I do think, though, that it is good to, like, plan for stuff and kind of, like, have, like, di- like long-term goals versus yeah. short-term goals and things like that. Like a bucket list. Yeah, like a bucket list or, like, just things that you want to do, like, within the next year and kind of just slowly edge yourself away to, you know, at kind of, like, achieving that. Yeah. Um, purely c- from, like, a planning perspective perspective you know like if you write something down and it's written down then it's kind of like okay now i know i need to like i want to do that and i want to do that by this particular time frame yeah. and kind of like then you, you 
you work away at it. Yeah, no, uh, I ag- agree. Again, it, it comes back to this whole piece around people will forget how much work effort's gone into doing something. Yeah, they only they see just, the end product. They only see the end product. They only see the outcome. Mm. You know, and they don't realise like how many hours of like photo editing or like poll practice or like, you know, anything yeah. like that, right? <clears throat> yeah. I think it depends. Yeah, I agree. It also depends like what age you are, I think. Like when you're young, like when I was 21, 22, I was like, I'm 21. Like I'm going to travel. I'm going to yeah. jump off a bridge. I'm going to, you know, just you're so live com- my life. You're so confident because like everything's just, going for you. Yeah, well, you just have fun, you know, like. Yeah. And then I suppose now, like I'm 28 now, like you, as you get older, then you're like, okay, now I need to like start like planning and, you know, putting yeah. money away and kind of like having a goal and having a 10 year plan and stuff like that. Getting married. Getting married. That's like a whole planning I project know. in itself. I ordered my dress this morning. Holy shit. Literally like an hour and a half ago. Holy shit. I know, I'm poor now. Are you <laughs> like overly excited about getting the dress? I am. I won't get it till February. No. January next year. So I it obviously think. wasn't an Amazon purchase. It's not no, coming it won't tonight. Come tonight. <laughs> no. And when I get it, I might even have to have it alterated. Are you guaranteed you'll have to get it altered? Yeah, I hope not. Yeah. I don't really want to change that much. Uh no, you won't change. It'll just be like minute, like yeah. you know, yeah, measurements so or whatever. That's exciting. Yeah, that's very exciting. I know. And where where you? So you're getting married, like New South Wales. New South Wales. Yeah, we're getting married in Jarvis Bay. On a beach. Yeah. Beach wedding. Well, it's like beach wedding, but like also not beach wedding so we're getting married at a place called the cove which is in the booderie national park in jarvis bay right um which like i don't know if you've been to jarvis bay negative ghost rider there's like so where the booderie national park is it like comes down and there's like an inlet of water that runs through the middle and then there's like um i think a sanctuary point on the other side okay um and that inlet is called sussex inlet and it's like beautiful (laughs) like crystal Crystal clear waters. Couldn't like have had a more English name. <laughs> Sussex, Sussex Inlet. Inlet. Um, yeah, it's like crystal clear waters. Like it's beautiful. So like shallow, like warm, nice to swim in. Um, and they have the whitest sand in the world up there. What? Yeah. Like what Jarvis, do you mean? Jarvis Bay has the whitest sand in the world. I thought Wheat Sundays has the whitest no. sand. Actually, Hyams Beach in Jarvis Bay has the whitest sand in the world. It's like the silica, you know, when you walk on it and it like squeaks under your really? feet. Really? Yeah. So all around our, our venue, like all on the beach around our venue is all silica. So it's all like bright white. Like you have to have sunnies on. It's so bright, like bright white sand and it squeaks underneath your feet when you walk on it. That's crazy. Yeah, it's stunning. It's literally stunning. So we're getting married. There's like a, like there's the venue down in the national park, like the whole thing. And then there's like a grass like mm. patch, which like overlooks the inlet mm. and the beach. So we're getting married on the grass patch that like overlooks it all. Random fact. Did you know you get more sunburnt if you wear sunglasses? Yes. Yes. And you don't tan as well. Jack actually told me this. It's because your, the your eyes have to adjust to the UV. Oh, no, no, no. The eyes are, um, so when you wear sunglasses, your eyes tell your 
body not to make um, melanin. Melanin, yeah. yeah, which protects your skin. Yeah. So by wearing sunglasses for your eyes, actually reduces your skin's protection capability, so yeah. you get more burnt. Yeah. And it's like, what the hell? And it also, <coughs> Jack, Jack's told me this, it applies when you tan as well. If oh. you wear sunglasses when you're like trying to tan, your um, your eyes, the same thing, like tell your brain that it's like like shadier than it actually is. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So then you, you burn rather than tanning because yeah. your eyes can't adjust to like the actual UV that's going onto your skin. Is that why uh, when you used to go to a solarium... Not you specifically, but when people used to go to solarium, they'd wear those like glasses. I don't know. I think that's more like so you don't damage your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I thought. I don't know. But but then I'm also like, oh, but then you you're guaranteed to get burnt because you're Yeah, I've never I've never burnt in a sunbed. Mm. I did a few of them back home and I've never burnt in one. Mm. But I also never used to wear those eye things. <laughs> Mate, you are reckless. Living on the edge. Just Just close them and then you just can't see, you know, and you just lay there and you just fry and it's great. But I never used to wear like sunscreen or anything back home. Like I used to go to Cuba and I would just spend two weeks in the sun and just go like black and I wouldn't wear sunscreen, nothing. And then I come out here and I'm like, cool, like I tan really easy and I lay in the sun and I burn. Yeah, it's a different sun out here. Yeah. Southern Hemisphere. I mean, it's the same sun, but it's different, like, heat. Yeah, it's ozone layers. Yeah. Mm. You know. Um, okay, so that's all. That's So any other, like, exciting things that you want to do, like, for 2024? Um, I think this any year. More? I, I'm, I'm basically asking, are you going to be calling your mum anytime soon to no. tell her that you're doing stuff? I'm actually really poor right now. <laughs> Um, no, we will not be doing anything crazy this year. Um, this year is like big for saving and paying the wedding off. Like we have like just over a year to go. So yeah, we're just going to be like saving and paying stuff off and getting stuff organized. And then next year, obviously we get married. Um, I'll be turning 30 next year. So are you going to be popping out any kids anytime soon? We'll see. We will Sorry, see. Jack. I question. <laughs> Jack already knows. We talk about everything. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. Um, and then how many kids do you want? Probably two. Mum had three, and I just couldn't imagine having. I'm a middle child, and I just I'm a middle child as yeah, well. I couldn't imagine having a middle child because the middle child syndrome is real. Hang on, hang on. You can't imagine having a middle child? No, like I don't want three because I don't want there to be a middle child. Also, oh, okay. like fuck popping three out. Right, right, Two's right. like absolute max. Right, right, right. Okay. Uh, I mean, you are already doing something exciting this year, but like it, it doesn't. Um, it's it, not life, it, life threatening. No, and it, and it doesn't need a phone call to your mum. You're fostering cats. No. <laughs> Hi, mom. I'm fostering a cat. I've got this cat that <laughs> just like keeps biting me. It so goes exciting. crazy. Yeah, and he literally just like runs around the house. Yeah, Jack it's sent Jack, Jack sent me a video the other day of the cat. I was like, bro. Yeah, he was like, do you think Andrew Felix will want another cat? And I was like, he already has two, so probably not. <laughs> 
So yeah, if anyone's looking for a cat, let me know. I have uh, a little uh, crazy white and ginger boy I, who's looking for his home. I have thought about getting another cat, but I'm like, nah, I just can't do it. Yeah. Can't do it for the two that I've already got. I know. It's and really like hard. the second one, Max is only now just like coming out and like Do they you know, fight? Yeah, they fight all the time. Yeah. But then they like... They're two males though, kiss aren't and they? Ma- Yeah, they kiss and make up. It's just a territorial thing. Yeah. Um, and yeah. But yeah, like the, the, I can't imagine throwing another cat into the dynamic and then it's kind of like... Ruins it. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we were worried <coughs> about. And it's kind of been like a big learning curve for us. I mean, it's kind of good that you're like fostering... Because mm, we haven't cat, like committed. Because you haven't committed and you're like helping them out and all of that. Yeah. So that's kind of good. Yeah, it's so, good. So will you foster another one when this one goes? Um, I think so, yeah. We'll just see how we go. Yeah. The, the, the rescue that we foster through, like they'll only give you like a cat that will suit like your situation, if that makes sense. Yeah. So like they would never give us like kittens because obviously we already have two. Your existing two will be like, what the fuck's going on, mum and dad? Like, they another already one? are. They literally, like, like, how he looks at me sometimes and he's like, what the fuck have you done? <laughs> like, what have you actually done? <laughs> like, when he's getting chased around the house, he'll, like, look at me like, are you fucking serious? Why have you bought this thing into my house? <laughs> actually, I uh, I went to the Cairo this morning and... um. Because I had to park in a different spot, mm. um, I walked out the front door and Larry walked out, and oh. he followed me to my car, and I was oh. like, "Oh no!" Like, so I had to take him with you. No, I, no, <laughs> I, I picked him up, put him in the car, and um, drove around to my garage door. And um, he was—it was a little bit strange. Like, I think he was a little bit scared, but he was a little bit like. Where, where are we going? Like, what are we doing, you know? <laughs> We're going on an adventure. Yeah, but then as soon as I, like, opened the car door, he, like, ran out into the garage door and then obviously let him in the house. So. Yeah, they're funny little things. Howie yeah. has, like, this obsession with going in our back garden at the moment. Yeah. Like, yesterday I got home from work and Jack was like, oh, um, I just thought I'd tell you that, like, I was out the front of the house just talking to one of the neighbours and um, I came back in and I could hear Rora, like our youngest cat, like meowing at the front door, which she never does. He's like, so I go around to see what's happening and how he's outside covered uh, in cobwebs. I was uh, like, why did you tell me this? Uh, <laughs> so he just like loves, like he runs out the door, but he like runs out and then he stops and he's like, oh my God, why did I do this? And then he like runs back in. They're such characters. I love them. Yeah. He's so weird. And like, like he acts like this big boy when he's at home, like chases Rora and he like runs around the house and stuff. And then as soon as he's put outside, he's like, oh. what do I do? Yeah. He's Sensory too, overload. He's too pampered. That's, that's your fault. Yeah. He's too much of a prince. And he looks so funny when he's outside. Cause he's like so pampered and he's like ginger and he's got this big fluffy coat. He just doesn't look like an outdoor cat. He looks like an inside boy. Um, that's so funny. Yeah, they um and Rora's just scared of life. Okay, so this year you're in full saving mode. Yep. Nothing too exciting happening, but yep. next year's showtime is yeah. all taking place. Yeah. 
big three O in September next year. Have you thought about where you're going on your honeymoon? You um, like we have a few ideas. So initially, so Jack is like a big Formula One fan. I don't know if you saw the news this morning, but Lewis Hamilton is going to Ferrari I next did see year. That. Yeah, yeah. Every message that he sends me today is just like I'm still in shock. I can't believe it. Oh my god. Like, he's gonna he's have to rejig his whole entire wardrobe because he's just got so much Mercedes stuff. It's gonna cost us a bomb. <laughs> is he so? Is he excited? Yeah, like it, it's a good. I think it's a good move for Lewis. Like Jack was saying, that that's like what he's wanted from the start was to drive for Ferrari. So right. we'll be going to the Formula One in a few weeks, yeah. or a month and a bit. So that's exciting this year. Um, but yeah, next in terms of our honeymoon, we wanted to go to Europe straight after our wedding because back in 2020 we had plans to do like a 10-week trip around yeah. Europe um yeah. like to travel and like take our first trip properly as a couple because we'd been doing visas and stuff so we didn't really have the money um and then obviously COVID came so we couldn't go um so we Stuffed were like everything up yeah pretty much um so we were like all right well we'll do it for our honeymoon instead like we'll go backpacking around Europe so that's what we want to do um, but I think it will probably be too much straight after the wedding because mm. Jack wants to go to like a few races and stuff like that. Um, so I think we're going to take like a mini moon. A mini moon? A mini moon, yeah. To like? Go to Bali for like two weeks. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, so we'll like get married and then go to Bali for two weeks and just like chill out, spend some time together. Have you been to Bali before? Jack has. I haven't. Ooh. Yeah, I haven't. Um, but my my dad's wife is from Indonesia. Okay. So she lives in Indonesia. That's um, right. I remember you saying. Yeah. So my dad's like always backwards and forwards there. Like he's got loads of friends there and stuff. So there'll always be like someone there that we know. But um, yeah, I've never been before. I wanted to go and it was on my list of like, like my, I had this whole travel plan when I came out here. Like I was only supposed to do six weeks in New Zealand, a year in Oz. <laughs> Then go to, <laughs> then go to. Um, you South really East. fucked that up. Didn't I know. You? I You're really only supposed to. I was only supposed to be here for a for year. For a year. Yeah, to start with, like one year, because you can get two visas for Oz. So the plan was New Zealand six weeks, a year in Oz, then go do six months traveling around Southeast Asia, um, do like Bali, Thailand, Vietnam, Cambodia, Philippines go to Japan, mm. all that, mm. and then come back and do my second year and then right. go from there. Right. Um, but then I met Jack and was like, well, I don't want to leave him He now. was the one that fucked it all up. Yep, it's all your fault, babe. <laughs> um, nah, it's good. It was a good thing. Um, so, yeah, like I didn't do all that. So Just imagine if you didn't stay here, though. Like, I know. <clears throat> you wouldn't be doing pole. I wouldn't be doing pole, no, and I wouldn't have met Jack. And you wouldn't either. have met Jack. No, well, I would have still met Jack, but I probably wouldn't be where I am with him now. Mm. Um, yeah, so it was a good thing. So yeah, we're thinking of doing Bali for two weeks, um, just chill out for like a little bit of time, and yeah, then yeah. Um, we'll go to Europe in twenty twenty six. So have like a year in between, and do like a bigger and trip do out like there. eight weeks backpacking around Cause, Europe because then you can like at least catch up with family and friends yeah and well stuff we'll have like. a base jack's dad lives in france lives in southwest france mm. yeah they live in cancun not cancun no <laughs> not cancun that's in mexico <laughs> weren't that am i having a memory of you talking about 
that they um yeah it was at Eli's party that's right yeah yeah he so the place that they bought is like this like mansion thing that's got like <laughs> 12 bedrooms or something if they listen to this they're gonna hate me for saying this but it's basically like a chateau a chateau and I, tell them, I tell them that all the time i'm like your house is a chateau they're like no it's not it's just a house it's got like 16 bedrooms it's Bro, a chateau it's got 16 bedrooms like something who, like that who I think has it's a got house like, that has it's got like seven inside and then it's got like a barn which like a training barn and then it's got like another like jeep barn which is like a like a mini house kind of thing that they're mm. renovating and they're mm. like putting bedrooms in um, and then it's got like a little apartment as well. So it's like, I think it's like, yeah, something around that in the Crazy. teens. Yeah. Amount of bedrooms. And I'm like, it's definitely a chateau. They're yeah. like, no, no, it's not. I'm like, Why do they need something so big? So Jack's dad and his wife, they do, um, their job is they do like brain training. Right. Like for like, um, I don't really know how to describe it. It's like they like do a lot of work around like neuroscience and like how to best like use your brain and stuff like that and they train like ceos of companies um and stuff like that how to get like the best out of their employees gotcha and all that i don't know it's very confusing but they do like retreats and stuff so like they'll have trainers come to their house and they'll stay there and they'll do everything like all their training in the training barn and so they've obviously built this accommodation for them to stay on site as well right yeah it's really cool it's super interesting, like... Yeah, um, it's called MBIT. MBIT. Yeah, and it's all, like, brain training, like, how to, like, best use different areas of your brain for stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really cool, but, um, like, way complicated. Like, well, it's probably not. I just don't really understand it just yet. Yeah, I think it's all about perspective, right? Like, the, yeah. obviously, them understanding the theory and the practices and all that type of stuff, and if yeah. they're obviously really successful if they're dealing with like CEOs of companies. Yeah. Like, cause where do CEOs of companies get their training from? Like, you yeah, know, I know. So, so they do all that stuff. Um, so yeah, we have like a base in Cancon. Um, they're like an hour from Bordeaux, okay. which is like Southwest France. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. it's really beautiful there, but there's not really much there. Like they live in this tiny little village. Um, they're in sunflower seed region, like oh. sunflower oil region. So oh. when you drive from Bordeaux to their house, there's just like fields and fields of sunflowers. Right, right, Like right. so many, like it's literally just like yellow everywhere. So it's really beautiful. Um, so yeah, we have them and then obviously all our families in the UK as well. So we have a base there and a base there as well. Yeah, it's that's good. cool. That's cool. Yeah. Well, 2026 yeah. is the year for doing that. Yeah. That sounds so good. Yeah, it's going to be cool. A couple of big years coming up. Um, and how can people contact you or where can they find you on your social media? Um, I have two Instagrams. One of them is private because <laughs> I get a lot of weirdos trying to follow me. Um, yeah, so probably. I, I get them as well. Yeah, <laughs> they're annoying. I'm like, how do you know me? Don't follow me. Um, so I just ignore them. Um, probably my poll Instagram, which is at Georgie Polls. Yep. That's probably the best one, easiest one as well, because it's like not private and people can just message me. What's the poll studio's Instagram? Um, the, we... If they've got any in- inquiries. Yeah. So um, it's at Bianca, the poll room Hyatt. 
Okay. Yeah, so it's Bianca, my boss's like poll Instagram page, yep. but she runs it for the studio. So yep, she yep. posts everything on there for the studio. Yeah, amazing. Um, otherwise, you can message us on the Polarum Heights Facebook page. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic. And we're all like accessible on there, but it's easier on, yeah, Instagram or Facebook. Amazing. Like well, page. Georgie, thanks so much for coming along. Thanks. Um, podcast number 13. I know. It's crazy. Thirteen's normally an unlucky number, <laughs> but this is a lucky number. I started this and I was like, oh, I'm just going to like challenge myself at the end of last year. Yeah. And I'm like, I actually really just enjoy just like sitting down, having a chat to people and yeah. learning about what's going on. It's cool. And you learn so much about people as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sometimes it is, it is a little bit cringy. When I watch myself or like listen to myself, yeah. you know, because I'm like, oh my God, what am I doing with my hair? <laughs> like, what is going on with Yeah, my it's going to be interesting to like watch myself back. Yeah. And be like, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, amazing. All right. Thanks so much, everyone, for uh, listening in. Obviously, uh, hit subscribe and the notification bell to get notified when the next podcast is available. But thanks, Georgie, for thanks coming. Thanks for along. having me. Bye. Bye. Bye.